podcast. It's a podcast. So, so welcome to the Dear Maddie Show, everybody. This is Matt Moore. I'm with my... I don't even... You're more than a friend oh. to me. You're just like... You're an inspirational, you're a yogi, you're oh my, my financial guru. Still, even though like I can't afford to pay you, but <laughs> you're still my financial guru. Rachel Sweatnam, everybody. Hello. Thank you to the studio audience. To the two people listening. Jump in. like Tell right. everybody how we know one another. How, we know each other through our mutual bestie, Lindsay Leffler. On episode one of the Dear Maddie on show. episode one of the Dear Maddie it's show. It's true. Lindsay and I went to college together, and then you lived with her, and I met you through that. Although I feel like when I was married to Bill and when I was a bit of a lush, we probably mm-hmm. didn't see each other or no, know each other very well. I didn't know you until you were a lesbian. That's the first time I met you. You didn't know you me were, until I was a lesbian. I didn't meet you until you were a lesbian. Oh. I mean, you were always a lesbian. Right, but like... Just so you people going, what? You can just decide? <laughs> no, everyone. It's, but sometimes... You're born that way. You Listen, marry Lady a Gaga. man. But sometimes you marry... Sometimes... Hey, hey, it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. He's I, a lovely fellow. I really loved my high school girlfriend, Lisa Keith. Just called, did a shout out to her. Hey. She's, um. Okay, so then we've known each other for seven years. Seven years. You've only been out for seven years? I... No... No, I had like nine. Well, I came out, I left him in early 2005. So what is it now? It's the end of 2014. Holy shit, shit. it's the end of 2014. It's the end of 2014. So 10 years, Almost nine, 10. 10 years. Wow. Wow, I've been divorced for 10 years. I'm old. Oh, You're God. Not, I know, it does make me feel old. I feel like, I wish I knew. I well, think I came out sometime in June. Actually, I was outed, but it was in June. Of I, last year. Of last year. Of <laughs> June of this year. Um, I just caught up real quick. <laughs> Don't you wish, I wish, do you know the exact day you told yourself I'm a homosexual? No, but I do remember there was, I, I was a ballerina when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we were, we had season tickets to the ballet and we would go. And I remember I was watching a performance once and I was mm-hmm. probably 12 or 13. And there were these women. Obviously, because it's ballet, there's a lot of women there, and they were dancing. And I just remember looking up at them and just being like, "Hmm, that's they're pretty," and um, and I that stuck out. Mm. That stuck out a lot. And then I I was very interested in some of the girls, and like I thought they were very cool. And I didn't really realize that I had crushes on that I had a crush on them, mm-hmm. but I did. Yeah, I think you don't even know. Yeah, that you have a crush it was just, it's so it, you don't even know when you have a crush when you're straight. Yeah, like it's just awkward. She was just so pretty and cool and you know neat. I wish I remembered the day. Well, you were twelve or thirteen, probably. Yeah, I was about. That's what I was in eighth grade. The first, like, I knew I was different, but in eighth grade was the day that I was. Wasn't that thirteen, thirteen, fourteen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve because I um we had lock-ins. We had a lock-in. I beg for, your pardon. Well, we okay. Let me let me go back, y'all. We had lock-ins, but that's when like you stay at the bar after it closes. Oh, okay. is that a different thing? Different stories, oh, different okay. lives. <laughs> <laughs> we had eighth grade graduation because for some people to graduate from eighth grade in Oklahoma is a big deal. We had a sixth grade. So okay, I think I don't think they have them anymore. Thankfully, I always thought, even then I was like, this is dumb. Everybody graduates from eighth grade, big deal. But we had an eighth grade graduation. And so we had a lock-in as a party, and we were in the gym, and I remember I was sitting on the bleachers talking. I'm going to say people's names, whatever. This is probably going to get back to him at my my 20-year reunion, but I don't care. We were sitting in the gym and on the bleachers, and I was talking to, like, my friends, like Lori Keaton and Shelly Lee or Denim, and we were all – and I don't even remember. Probably, like, Dia Turner, Dia Willingham, all these different girls. I was basically hanging out with the girls, which is what I do. And we were all just sitting there talking, and then the the guys are playing basketball, like – so we're just sitting there watching the guys play basketball and talking. And they're all commenting on the boys, and I'm all just being funny, trying to be funny to avoid the situation. Well, then they decided to do, hey, let's do shirts and skins. And Jerry Gardner took off his shirt. Oh, my and goodness. And Jerry Gardner was one of the, was one was of the most. Was he the hunky one? Oh, he still was. He was, like, the most pretty. I think he's, like, a coach now. And of I was, that part of me, he's a nice, he's a nice guy. But I still, at my tenure reunion, was hoping he'd be fat a little bit. And he's not. He's just as buff and gorgeous. But, I mean, he has, like, Mark Wahlberg body. Oh, my okay? God. And so he, In the eighth grade? Yes. Oh, God. So he took off his shirt. And I remember watching the sweat run down his chest. And I went, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be thinking that. Hmm. 
That's interesting. Lick his chest. I went. That's a problem. Well, that's a problem. So I immediately started French braiding some girl's hair. I remember. I was like, I have to distract out myself. Out of fear. So, it's so a fear braid. A French braid. <laughs> I'm going to get this gay out of me with this French braid. I don't think that's how you do it. <laughs> I don't think that's how you do it. I, uh, my brother was really mad at me that I was French braiding girl's hair. He's like, Who does that, Matthew? Anyway, my poor brother. That is a very similar story that we both have. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm homosexual. But also, too, we know each other because some people here in the L.A. area know that me and Jake Anthony, who's – I'm going to have him as a guest one day. The oh, I can't why, wait for that. I haven't had Jake on yet because <laughs> I actually told him this other day. I said, so just so you know, audience, people in Oklahoma who don't know, Jake is my old roommate. No, we never dated. We're just friends. He's also gayer than glitter, and he's southern. And we do a show every year called Caber – gay which is just a fun gay show i call it the gayest show on earth it's true and we always give money to gay kids for that so um next year we'll probably maybe do give it to my camp <laughs> p.s um so but anyway your uh, gay camp to my gay camp <laughs> to my gay camp brave trails Woo-hoo, follow your arrow hashtag be brave so um I'm follow promote. your arrow yeah follow your arrow oh. i know brave trails can i teach yoga there uh, yeah we okay. were talking yeah you're in you're doing yoga bitchin but so anyway, but the reason why I haven't had Jake on, because I said, I have to turn off the air conditioning and shut the windows. Oh, you have to wait till winter. I said, and you're not going to be able to handle that. No. Heat. I said, you would say, I can't answer this question because it's too hot. He I said, I fan. would say that. He would say yes, that. Yes, he would say that. So Jake Anthony, he'll be coming. He'll be for November sweeps. Jake Anthony, this winter on, <laughs> this the, winter, on the Dear Maddie, on the Dear Maddie show. show. So I kind of want to talk in this voice with you. It's okay. My mom always says, you use radio voice, but I'm... I'm I think it's just the recording. It makes you sound better. Although you sound the same thing. Thank God. Thank God. Well, let's jump into this, right? All right. Let's Let's do this. Okay. So we've got question number one. Dear Maddie, how do I support my girlfriend whose husband, also my friend, is divorcing her because of legitimately unacceptable behavior on her part? So let me read that again. How do I support my girlfriend whose husband is divorcing her because of legitimate, unacceptable behavior on her part? I know my main responsibility as her friend is to be a shoulder for her to cry on, to commiserate, and to tell her everything will eventually be okay. But do I owe it to her to be honest when she asks me what I think about the reasons her husband is leaving her? I don't want to lie to her, but I also don't want to pile on to the heap of misery she is feeling. This is from Elaine, age 43. I don't think it's our job to tell our friends everything will eventually be okay. To our friend, I mean, not everything is eventually all right. Apparently. She did something unacceptable. I'm just I know, making I up. I want to know what she did. I'm making up stories, Elaine, and I don't know if this is true, but I'm making up stories, and I'm just guessing she cheated on her husband. Maybe. Elaine, right in. We don't know. We that's, want to know what happened. Well, that's Maybe what we can I'm, do a follow-up. That's what I'm basing my... <laughs> okay. I'm just going to base my answer off of that. So she did something terrible, and so she's getting a divorce. And so, I mean, yeah, everything's going to be okay because everything always is okay. I mean, no matter what, it you know, we are okay always, no matter what. We are. So there's that, first of all. But, yeah, you owe it to her to be honest when she asks you about the reason her husband is leaving her. Well, I mean... You're fucked up. It is. I can understand, though. I, I always don't... I think, sometimes, too, with people, not that you should lie to your friends. I think you should be truthful and... How much of the truth do they sometimes? Well, you can be compassionate. Compassionate, and but well, telling her. I mean, this is a little different because she's at, she's wanting you to. She's asking you flat out. But sometimes we want to offer the truth or our our truth to mm-hmm. our friends, and they're not in a place to hear it. They don't really want to hear it, right. and so it ends up just hurting us more. So I just wanted. To, I want Elaine. I want you to take care of yourself a little bit too. So. I want you to be honest with her, but if by being honest, it's going to make her lash out at you or... Right. I think finding a safe way to do it and a safe yeah. and respectable and loving way to say, but if if I did something like that and I was getting left, you know, I was getting divorced because of something I did and I come to you and I'm like, why, is, why am I getting a divorce? Well, honey, you did, you know, this is why he's leaving. That sounds so weird to say about me. Um... <laughs> Like, this is why, you know, this is what happened. And so there's, I mean, there are ways to, to have boundaries and to do it safely and lovingly. And, you and know, I what get it. They? They're both her friends. So that's probably hard for Elaine, the woman and the husband. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- 
I don't know. Maybe if t- she has to pick sides or something. Yeah. I hope not. So That's I, I hope you don't feel like you're picking sides. And I think it's also to be try to be not judgmental mm-hmm. at, in any way. So maybe Elaine saying something of, "Hey, yeah, that was not the smartest thing you did. Like that was pretty dumb." That's what you did. That has no, like, I'm still your friend. Mm-hmm. I still love you. If you feel this way, Elaine. If you, if you don't, if you do feel like she did a bad thing and I don't think she's a good person, that's a whole other thing that maybe this person doesn't need to be in your life as much. Yeah. I mean, if you, Elaine, need to divorce her also because of what she did, I mean, whatever it is. I mean, there, there are consequences to doing things. People right. do things. And if, you know, I know if, I know if my friend murdered other people then i probably would have a hard time being friends with them right we wouldn't lie i would cover up for that yeah. you know like if you called me and you're like oh my god there's a body in my car i wouldn't help you i wouldn't drive out to there's the okay desert to with have you. judgment on those type of things now i mean so just so you know i'm not going to drive out yeah. to the desert with you okay i'm fine with i hate the desert i would have go i would go to hawaii to get rid of a body yeah the bugs will eat it so um it's kind of far how are you gonna get it anyway yeah shipping sorry Elaine. i watch batman so um <laughs> yeah i watch batman <laughs> shipping hey, ups oops so i mean yeah i think it really i really am not to be nosy but i do want to know i want to know what happened legitimately unacceptable behavior that's a strong statement legitimately un- to me that's gotta be adultery cheating. i mean because has- i mean the only like legitimately unacceptable thing to do when you're married is to although i really do think i i don't think this is just my opinion. Even if you strongly think adultery is wrong, which I, I don't think it's a good situation to be in, but I really am not judgmental about it. I really, and I do kind of think as a friend, like if you are judgmental about that, Elaine, that I kind of want to say you're going to have to, you're going to lose a lot of friends because a lot of people are not faithful to people in their life. And so maybe don't make that about you. Really try to just focus on you and her relationship, not her relationship with the husband. Like, what is good yeah. about you and her relationship? Tell her, be, like I said earlier, say, look, like I love you. We are good. And, you know, when you're asking me, it, what if you be honest with her and say, look, I love you. And when you t- ask me, hey, do you, what, what do you think about this? The real reasons. It's hard to say. It's hard for me because I love you and I don't want to hurt your feeling to make things work for, worse for you. And I get that you messed up mm-hmm. and people mess up. We all mess up. And I get that. You messed up big, and I'm. I feel for you know. Try to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. I think you said that earlier. I always try to give people the words because I feel like that's they. Sometimes they know the emotions or what, but it's hard for them to actually yeah, verbalize. I th- Just, I mean, be loving and be honest. Sophie's itching. It's really loud when my dog itches. So say that again. Be be loving and be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's all. I think that's about it. Be I mean, isn't that kind of the answer for every question ever? And that's the show, everybody. (laughs) That's it. Um, (laughs) But yes, be loving and be honest. Unless you're asking about eyeshadow, then, well, I'm sure there's an eyeshadow called being loving and being honest that somebody can wear. Oh my God. What color would that be? I think it's like a a bluish purple. Oh, I was thinking of two colors. So I was thinking being loving would be like a... Oh. Would be like a pretty like... Like a reddish pink. A rose wine with a little bit of a... And being honest, though, like a blue, yeah. a bluish purple. Maybe you pretty. know, you did, you may remember that you did the makeup for. Yes, for you and your wife. My wife and my mother. And your mother. Oh, my God. I love your mother. Oh, my God. My mother. Such a good cook. She is a good cook, Mom. Come cook for me. I hope your mom listens to the Dear Maddie show. I'm going to make her because I'm on it. Oh, yeah. Hi, Mom. Um, and you did, you told the cutest, oh, my God, it's the most adorable story of Maddie ever, that you were doing her I think some blush and you're, you look at her, you're like, this color is called orgasm. And it was like the gayest thing ever. <laughs> and then my dad was in the back and he made some like a gross comment. It's, it's, it was so funny. It's by NARS, ladies. It's one of my favorite blushes, orgasm. Use this it on color your, is called orgasm. Use it on your cheeks and on your eyes and you'll thank me. Okay. She looked beautiful. Elaine, I hope we, you know, answered that a little bit for, I, again, feel free to write back in. We want to know. I mean, it's, it's none of my business, but I want to know everything. Inquiry lines want to... Well, it's anonymous, you know. It's not like they're going to find you, Elaine. So, unless your name is really Elaine. I tell people, use fake names, because I'm just using what you send me. Okay. Dear Maddie, question number two. 
I have been single and out of the dating scene for a really long time. I recently decided to give online dating a try in hopes of meeting a single nice guy. Do all guys lie about their height and on online dating profiles. Mm. Height has never been a deal breaker for me, but I'm starting to pick up on a pattern with these guys online. As someone who is new to online dating, I found that if the profile says 5'8 or 5'9, it really means 5'6. <laughs> I, I know this because I'm 5'6, and with heels on, I am taller than them. If these guys are lying to me about their height, should this be a red flag to me, or should they... I'm sorry. Should this... Should this be a red flag to me that they could be lying to me about an even bigger, more important issue. Do you have any other tips or red flags I should be looking for when using a dating profile? This is from Sarah, age 37. Do you online date? I'm trying to do more. I'm not really... You know what? I don't online date a lot for this exact reason because, Sarah, I know eHarmony and Match.com have those commercials where people are really fucking happy. But I've found that so many people lie. Just about... Or they'll use different pictures. You have an online date. You were already betrothed before all this happened. Before the internet came out. <laughs> no. So, um, I didn't... But I don't know if people were online dating when I was single. I, I do think a lot of people lie. I think... I, I really... I'm on Tinder. I'm trying Tinder. It's like an app, but... Is that like the, it's the like sweeter sw- grinder? It's like grinder for relationships? It's kind of for grinder. Yeah. For straight people, it's a hookup app, but for... Gay people, it's more of a dating app. Oh, that's so cute. And I don't know why. Whereas Grinder is just it's well, it's funny to me that people will lie about something that it's called Scruff. It's for like bears. It's more of a dating. You can do both. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, I think so I've, anyway. Um, it seems weird to me to lie about something that you can like that you're gonna that they'll know is wrong. People do it. It's like all I'm the time. <laughs> like I'm six feet. Well, you're not six feet. Even like on Grinder or hookup hookups websites or apps, people even lie. Especially on I, this happened to me on uh, Match.com. People, I don't even know this one gentleman. I said gentleman. He was a dick because <laughs> he gentleman. lied. I don't even know if it was his real picture or not. They're like one time we went on this date. I was so excited. The guy looked super super cute. He like he said all this great stuff, and then. I meet him, and the picture that he's all the pictures he showed me were obviously from 10 years ago. Hmm. So he's now like 42, which honestly is a fine age to date. But just say that you're 42. And the, these pictures, he was literally probably 28. So it, it, I completely was shut off because I, I literally, he walked up to me and I went, Oh, this is in my head. I said, This is a waste of my time. Because if somebody can't be confident Let's- enough to be honest, I agree. I agree with Sarah. I always feel like if they're going to lie about that, Plus what a they're going to lie about other stuff. Exactly. What a weird way to start a relationship. I know. He even sent me a text like afterwards because like, he called me. And I feel like if you go on a date once and then someone calls you, unless you it's a, I don't feel like you have to call them back. No. There you go, people. There's some advice right there. You if you go on a that. date once, it goes, they call you, you don't have to call them back. Or if you call them, don't be upset if they don't call you back because it was one date. It was two hours of your life. One date. Don't worry about it. We're now, if you go on three dates, they should maybe just at least text you or give you a call to say, hey, not my thing. How many dates before I can start stalking them? Four? Four. Okay. Four and a half. Oof. But yeah, so that one, but that guy sent me a text after one date. Wow, I can't believe that you didn't call me back. I really thought like we connected. Oh, I don't like and him. And I was like, wow. I don't like him at all. You really effed up yeah i don't care for that just i wanted to say because i use pictures for me from the same like year (laughs) yeah so anyway i sarah i'm i'm sorry sarah i'm sorry too i'm gonna be honest i know i should give hopeful advice but i think online dating fucking sucks although i know a ton of people who this is true it's great this is true it's just it's i mean i haven't dated guys in a long time so i don't i don't know what they're like these days what did you meet Lori? At a bar. Isn't that really? weird? Two lesbians that don't drink meet in a straight bar in Hollywood. Oh, yes. You it's like a Birds. knock-knock joke. We met at Bird's. Oh, yeah. It, no- was- <laughs> it is a knock-knock joke. Because <laughs> I was doing... Um, what show? Oh, I was stage managing Freak Dance, The it Forbidden Dirty Boogaloo. Yes, directed by one Lindsay Leffler Lindsay in episode Leffler. one. Yeah, I love yeah. the little footnotes. The little column. You can see the movie on Netflix, everybody. It's on Netflix? It's not as good as the stage play. Sorry, Matt Besser, but it's not. Well, 
Lindsay didn't direct it. Lindsay didn't direct it. That's why. Because she's awesome. But people are funny. But yes, Sarah, I'm just tips for, I, I mean, I guess a tip for online dating is to keep going at it. Yeah, I mean, go at it. I would say where online dating, this is someone who's never online dated, so please take me with a grain of salt. I would wear online dating like a loose garment, you know, and just go on a date with somebody, go for coffee or, you know, lunch. That seems less stressful somehow. Coffee is great. Coffee is always great. Go for coffee. If it works out, you know... Great. If not, thanks. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, do not do dinner on Drive a first safe. date. Do not do dinner on a first date because that's a longer thing. Coffee's great. You just meet and it can be you're in and out in an hour mm-hmm. or 30 minutes if it doesn't go well. Yeah. And that's it. I, but I think people are going to lie, but I, I do think there are people out there. Like when you said that, they were on me. I know some really great people that have met online. So people are going to lie, but there's a lot of people that are going to be honest. I, look at this, Sarah. If you're being honest about everything about you, then there's somebody else out there that's going to be honest as well. Mm-hmm. So. A lid for every pot. You're 70 years old. <laughs> so am I, though. So, because we've talked about knitting together. So I had my knitting circle this weekend. Oh, my gosh. It was great. Tell everybody your age, just so they visualize. <laughs> I'm 34. <laughs> okay, just putting that out there. Um, I'm okay. 34, and I have a bunch of tattoos, and I love knitting. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think a deeper, just kind of a deeper comment I want to say, Sarah, is good for you that you're putting your, you said it's been a long time, mm-hmm. a re, you said a really long time, quote. So the fact that you're doing this, and it seems like you've gone on several dates, and it's been discouraging, but you're asking for advice, meaning you don't want to give up, you want to try something different, mm-hmm. good for you. Like, I feel like you're in a right side mindset, Sarah, this is for you about Hopefully finding a connection. I don't know. Maybe you just want dick. Good for you if you do too. But if you just <laughs> if you just want to connect, if you're looking for a connection, it sounds like you're going towards that, and you're 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 doing all the right things. So it actually sounds like the people that are lying need to ride into the Dear Maddie show because you're you are doing the right things. I think it's just right. just don't oh don't take it personal. Yeah, I do want to say that there's going to be a lot of dummies yeah. out there, right? Yeah, and somebody opinions they make or if they don't call you back or what. It's two hours of your life, and they don't even really know you. I'm going to say this. Ooh, say it. <laughs> Ooh. Um, sometimes this is a very frustrating thing to hear if it takes a long time to find your person, but I really do believe that your person is looking for you just as much as you're looking for. I'm guessing she's a straight woman. He is looking for you as hard as you are looking for him or as like mm. with the same you know desperation. So whatever... Whatever he needs to work on or whatever you need to work on, you guys are just working on it. And then when you when you do meet each other, you're going to – it'll be one of those, oh, there you are. It'll be one of those. And so, you know, if you go out with these guys who are apparently afraid for someone to realize that they're 6'5 or 6'8 – I'm sorry, 5'8 when they're going to meet you in per- person, mm-hmm. which is like the dumbest thing to lie about. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the last thing you can, cause you know, they're going to lie about like their they penis can't even too. wear heels. You I know, said it. they're going to lie about their penis. They're going to stuff that. And then you're going to be in, sorry, that's me. That's not you, Sarah. That's just my life. That's, that's those just, are your issues. <laughs> that's just my life. Do you need a hug, man? No, I'm okay. Anyway, Sarah, good girl. Get at it. Yeah. Good. At, there was something. Oh, you know, and that is true. Cause Ali Velez, episode two of the Dear Maddie show. She recently just uh, got into a relationship. Did she? Months. Oh, she's like is she deep in like full on in love. Oh. Like they are in love, and he's the nicest. He's. Oh, I'm not great. just saying this. Are they gross and air. wonderful? They're gross, and it doesn't bother me at I love all it. because Ali's like myself. We've been single for a long time, yeah. like ten years. So, but if you, I remember. We Did Allie talk- write this one? Yeah, it's Allie that wrote this like six <laughs> months ago before she met Justin, the most awesome guy ever. Um, Allie and Justin, that's cute. They're I like that. freaking adorable. I love them both so much. And um, and they work really well together. And he's like quiet but funny. And so Allie, like, she's like, you know, Allie and blah, blah, blah. It's just, they're wonderful. But anyway, I did ask her, I was like, is it worth it? And my friend Karen is what worth it? Cole said that she took a while to get. Is the wait worth it when mm. you finally do connect with that person? I don't. What did I they personally say? don't believe there's the one. I think there's ones for us. That's just my. But both of my friends, Karen um, and Allie, were like, "Yeah, 
It really is. It, you're so grateful. Allie talked about, she's like all those other guys that I thought there was something, or I thought there was something important, or I thought there was something meaningful. She's like, none of that matters anymore. Ooh, Sarah, can I give you an assignment? Ooh, I love assignments. I'm going to give you an assignment, Sarah. I want you to write either a letter to God, or if that's weird, just a list. And I want you to describe your perfect person. I mean, down to whatever you want. Um, how he keeps his hair, what color his eyes are, how he dresses, what his sense of humor is like. Just describe your perfect, perfect mate, your perfect guy. And um, and then put that, you know, in your special place, whatever. And um, and then that's it. I have given that. I even talked about it on the show. I've given that exact same advice. Did you? To a friend. I said, give me a list because then. I'm exactly Lori's list. What do you think about that? He stopped dead in his tracks. <laughs> Ladies scary. and gentlemen, I killed Matt I also, Yeah, you killed me. I also realized I need to take my own advice and I need to write that list for myself. Well, it's a scary uh, thing to do. I mean, because that's really... You're putting it out there. Whether you're telling I, people, you're putting it out kind of in out of your heart mm-hmm. into the universe. I think it's scary for a lot of people, for me anyway, but I, I think a lot of people to kind of acknowledge the things that we want. You know, I think it's very difficult. That's why we eat crabby. You know, we eat crabby because we can't, for whatever reason, we're not getting our needs met. But it's really hard to make our needs known, you know. And so we just, you're not giving me what I need, so I get crabby Mm. from it. But um, it is a a very personal, very scary thing to do. But I think um, it's, I like it. I like that assignment a lot. Yeah, and Sarah, if I, you know, you'll probably, you'll see that not only are people's height not right them line but they probably have a ton of other things that this person wasn't even right for your list anyway for yeah, your we don't like him we don't, we don't like, like him guys. we don't like him at all um okay we're going on to question three y'all this is the longest dear maddie question i have ever received this is before i have the website up so it's um before i put a word limit um by the way if you have a question we are running low so go to www.talktomatmar.com and thank you so much, by the way, for people that are reviewed. We were featured. Oh, I should have started it, but we featured on Apple, iTunes, New and Noteworthy. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. So I bragged about you to my friends when I saw Well, thank you. So anybody that um, picked us up on New and Noteworthy, I appreciate you for subscribing. So, uh, But yes. Now write in. Write in your questions. Talk to MattMard.com. I Tell need it, Tell us about sugar. yourselves. Let's hear about it. And t- t- yeah, get the details. Not like Elaine. We want the details. Okay, y'all. Well, but not this... This is like, I'm not kidding. This is many details. like three pages. We're going to, but I feel like in the spirit of being honest, I want to read this. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Dear Maddie. Maddie. This is, and you know, I didn't put this. This is, you know, I for, it's a woman. I forgot her name and I know her age though is like 36. So we're going to say this is from Kathleen. I was going to say Susan. Oh, wait. You know what? The name was Rebecca. Oh, we were both way we're, off. Yeah. Rebecca, age 36. We're going to say that. All right. Dear Maddie, I've been talking with, quote unquote, Mike on Facebook for a few years, mostly about movies and music. When last December, out of the blue, it started to get very flirtatious. I'm in a weird, complicated separation from my husband with whom I have a child. So I was desperate for attention and sex, and I never really had a fling before. As Mike lived three hours away, I thought this might be a perfect or at least reasonable situation. So, when Mike asked me to come visit him, I booked a train ticket. We had an amazing, relaxed, fun 22 hours together. After my return, he began messaging me things like, I can't wait for you to meet my mom, we should visit my sister in San Francisco, and even, now I'm excited for the future. Suddenly, what I thought was a fling was drawing me into a possible relationship, and with his constant messages about how awesome I was asking when I was traveling to let him know I was safe. And to send him pictures so he could feel like what he was... Oh, and to send him pictures so he could feel like he was with me, etc. I was falling for him. After weeks, he asked me to visit again. This time, I visited for two days. Again, we had an incredible time cooking around, doing all this kind of stuff. Until on the second night, while bar hopping, I drunkenly told him I was falling in love with him. He became very standoffish and said, I could already tell that, but I don't know why. You could have any guy you want. At that point, he wanted to go home. There, pause. There is so much happening already. There's gonna, so much. I am. I need a pencil. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Anyway, at that point, he wanted to go home. He didn't talk to me for the rest of the evening. He slept with his back turned to me. And when he dropped me off at the train station the next morning, he offered me a perfunctory kiss and told me to keep in touch. Keep in touch? What the- which I thought was an odd way to keep in touch. We didn't, or which I thought was odd. It was sudden silence. I didn't hear a word from him. I messaged him to see if he was okay. I got a two-word response. I'm stressed. I'm stressed just reading this. I finally offered to come visit him again during my son's spring break as I knew I'd have a few days of freedom. And he said he was too busy and didn't even know what he was going to do the following week, let alone three weeks from now. Hmm. I backed off hoping he'd get over whatever it was stressing him out and started talking to me again but nothing i finally asked him point blank why he stopped talking to me and whether he was done with me he became defensive and said that he was flirtatious and not committal by nature and that he was happy being those things and that maybe we wanted different things he said this is probably my fault for not being clear with you about what i wanted in a relationship i was convinced i'd let myself get wrapped up in something misunderstood somehow but in retrospect is telling someone you can't wait for them to meet your mom considered flirting (laughs) also i recall that the first time i came to visit he said i love you i can talk to you about anything i had said nothing back in fact it scared me a little as i had at that point not really wanted to fall for anyone considering i already complicated relationship with my son's dad but of course that's not how it turned out now i can't even look at his picture or hear certain songs without wanting to cry or throw up or both i've literally never been this hurt by anyone before and it seems ridiculous so my questions what the fuck was this guy trying to do I like that now she gets now to the she's point. Like to, yeah, That's yeah. my question. What the fuck was this guy trying to do? Did he purposely reel me into knocking me down? Or does it just feel like that this, or does it feel like that because I allowed myself to become attached? And there's a lot of questions. How does someone turn on a dime like this? Is this really the old thrill of the chase thing? Once he knew he'd get hooked, he'd lost interest. Is that a real thing? In your opinion, what are the odds he is giving this situation even one ounce of thought? Last little paragraph. Here we go. Rebecca. A friend of mine told me that guys like this will come out of the woodwork when we are in a vulnerable space, which I suppose I'm considering my very conflicted relationship with my son's father. Am I giving, am I some sort of beacon? Is that real? Why doesn't he want me anymore? I'm fucking awesome. There's so much there. Okay. That was the question. Y'all are you still there? Are you still there on the dear Maddie show? Because Jesus, that was, take the motherfucking wheel. That Jesus, was a lot. There, I mean, there are a lot of questions. Rebecca. <clears throat> Rebecca. Okay. I just... Can I say something? Please say it. There's a lot to break down. You know, let's, I'm going to start at the beginning. Yeah. It's a very, Why are you... Start at the very <laughs> beginning. <laughs> good place to start. A little Mary Poppins. That's what we need, Mary Poppins. Mace, yes. I only know that of Cabergay. I don't even know what, they're, what shows are actually from. That's from The Sound of Music. So yeah, let's take the first Why paragraph are, just with Mike and Facebook. Why are you flirting with someone on Facebook? Flirting, never mind. Why are you talking to Mike on Facebook when you're married? I understand that you're in a weird, complicated separation from your husband, but you've been talking to him for years. I don't think that it's... Um, and again... Which well, she said last December. So, and this was written. I think this th- this was one of my first questions. I've I been talking with Mike on Facebook for a few years. Oh, oh, I miss. Oh, okay. Like, she had me at the first line of why are you talking to this guy? Like, is he? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty. Um, I am like a seventy year old woman sometimes. Do you like, think men and women, like in a straight world, do you think they can be friends? I think they can. My ex husband used to think I was crazy because I thought that, but I'm a I mean, I'm a gay but You were a lesbian. You know so. <laughs> <laughs> so of course. I can be friends with a man. I'm gonna It's totally easy. Yeah, I can I, I mean I think I next time I have a straight person on the show, I'm gonna ask it's, them. That's think, my Matt question. Can, can straight men and women be You need be to have a, a straight man on this show who can honestly tell you if he can have a, a lady friend that he is not trying to sleep the, with. The boy. Yeah. Because that's the question. I, I, I'm not convinced that a guy who befriends somebody on Facebook and talks for a few years, albeit about movies and music... Doesn't want things to get flirtatious. Agreed. Agreed. I agree with that as well. And So uh, that seems a little... I, I question the appropriateness. Yes. And, you know, because I know you said it was just about movies and music. That's cool. But I do, that I do stuff- wonder why were you talking with your husband about movies and music? Like, maybe that's one reason. 
although that sounds judgmental about that it's your fault. I don't mean that. I don't mean to go that that's your fault that your marriage broke up. I don't mean that at all. No. I mean that it's just get out of one frying pan before you get into the other. Yeah, I mean, no. Because who knows? They could have gotten married for so many reasons. You don't know why. Whatever the answer, I think it's an important question maybe to ask oneself of why am I flirting with a guy on Facebook that isn't my husband? Yeah, I think. Right? Yes. Yes, very much so. Okay. So that's, that's one. I mean, first of all. But... I mean, he does seem like he sure seemed to be into her. I mean, and they're playing yeah. house and going cooking, and they really are playing house. That's a perfect description for it. And she used that. I think she said that. Well, and I can't. I uh, there's so much. There's I a mean, book. It's two pages. Like, so Mike's middle name is Mixed Message Mike. This is what we're saying. <laughs> mixed Message Mike. Because you know, um, it's, I'm interested because. Um, you know, Paul Gordon, who was uh, hasn't aired yet, but because you you haven't heard it, but it's actually going to air this week. We've taped the show a week in advance, so this week will be um, or this for the listeners now. Last week, Paul Gordon said we had a kind of a question about, it, and he said men are basically stupid. <laughs> like he really basically, and he talked about how he felt as a straight man in his opinion that guys a lot of times tell you exactly what they want. But I have to disagree with Paul Gordon's theory on this question because it seems like. This guy legitimately seemed to say all I, all the right things to her. Do you think – I do think sometimes we might talk ourselves into things and get – I mean, and say things to people that we oh. don't think about at the time, but we kind of – we don't mean to manipulate them, but we just – Oh, yeah. Yeah, we want to say the right thing to whether it's – I mean, it honestly sounds like, Rebecca, that, you know, this person, this guy really wanted to be with you, like sleep with you, not to be too – yeah, Dave. I mean, I do think he enjoyed your companionship, but I mean, kind of going to the, you said at the end, like I think, honestly, bless your heart, I think you got played quite a bit. Yeah, and I mean, so my questions: What the fuck was this guy trying to do? Who knows? I mean, nobody's gonna know. I there's a chance that he doesn't even know. Well, I think that whole and like, does he purposefully reel me in? That's all of that. If he's a sociopath, I can't tell from here. Rebecca, that's about him. Yeah. That, 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 so a lot of your questions are like, was he trying to do this? I, I do feel mm-hmm. like women do this more than men, or maybe men just don't talk about what's it. What's in his head? They try to figure out what's in the guy's head. Stop. And really stop, because I really I, I believe 95% of the time when somebody does something painful to you, hurtful to you, mean to you, 95% of the time, it's not about you. No. I, I really think it's about... This person obviously has a very fucked up way of relating to people. I imagine if you talk to other women he dated in the past, even some family members, there is probably a lot of weird, like, codependent, thin slash, avoidant. Hurt people hurt people, Maddie. Ooh. 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 We just got some hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And which we're all hurt now, but... In this case, <laughs> fucked up people fuck people up <laughs> because that is so. First of all, I mean, I don't, I'm not. We're not even going to try to address the questions, Rebecca, of what he's doing because I just we. I want to tell you right now, you, Rachel and Maddie are giving you. You have the okay to let that go. Oh, please, that is, please Babe. let that go. You are never. That is going to be. I mean, apparently you're awesome. Yeah, apparently you're fucking awesome. That is like trying to figure out like where we. I don't know, like an an existential question. It's very, it's not up for you to decide. I think what is up for you to decide is, but I'll tell you what we attract things, you know? And so if you are like, you know, we give off like a scent, you know? So like if, if for whatever reason you're attracting a guy that's going to play you or do this, um, then that might be something to look at. Just like, what, how am I? You know, maybe you're going through something. Maybe you shouldn't be dating. I like, maybe you're not ready would. to date. Yeah, maybe you're not. You know, I wonder, to Rebecca, like, I just, I wonder what has been your relationship with yourself? What has been your history as far as, are you able to have relationships mm-hmm. with yourself? Are you someone that's kind of jumped from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. to relationship and never actually been alone? Because I get it. You're hurting and you want someone to turn to for solace. You need companionship. I, I would hope that 
if not like seek out friendships mm-hmm. or whether it's your church or whether it's, you know, um, CODA, like codependent anonymous meeting, something that is like, have you ever been to a CODA meeting? Uh, I have not. I've, I have a lot of friends that have done it or even like some type of group support. I went to one. It was really mopey. <laughs> no offense to any codependents out there. I have a friend who was in codependence anonymous for years and he, um, he, <laughs> He would say, like, if you go to an AA meeting, it's like, hi, Rachel, because they're very excited. And then if you go to an Al-Anon meeting, they're really, hi, Rachel, and they're very restrained. And then you go to a CODA meeting, they're like, hi, Rachel. And they're very, like, anyway, it's a lot funnier when I don't have headphones on. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Um, But I do, you know, look at your history as far as what you're able to, to be. Look, I tell people this, too, all the time. If you cannot be helped, happy by yourself if i'm gonna say it again if you cannot be happy by yourself you're never going to be happy with someone else and that is the god's honest truth people can enhance your happiness they can give things back to you but if you are not in a space where you can give an unconditional love untied Mm -hmm. type of energy to someone you're never going to get that back well that goes back to the last question you know of like lord my wife, Lori, she was single for kind of a long time before we met. And I wasn't anywhere near ready to be in a relationship. And so, you know, it just, it took the two of us a really long time in our doing our own healing and getting ready to meet each other. And then when we met each other, we really did have that feeling of, oh, there you are. Mm. Um, and she had like the tearjerker line in our vows of like something... There was a time I thought I, I I would never meet you or I'd never find you. But when I did, I recognized you instantly. Something, I think that was it. Honey, I'm oh sorry that I don't gosh. know. You. Oh, she. Oh, and oh, I thought I was going to have the one. You, Lori. Oh. I thought I was going to have the one that was going to get everyone to cry. But then she did it. She stole my thunder, my crying thunder. You're crying th- I do remember that. Lindsay bawled. It's very Lindsay beautiful. Lindsay bawls that was. Um, but, um, sorry, no, but I think that. I think that making sure that you are good with you is the start. I mean, that is always going to be, no matter what your relationship is, it's, you know, your first relationship is to yourself. It is. And so, you know, my first relationship is to myself. And so Mm -hmm. if if I don't have that, you like, you put the oxygen mask on yourself first, right? Exactly. You're just getting out of this relationship. You have this weird, complicated divorce going on or separation and mm, who knows what's going on. Maybe... Maybe it isn't time to date. Yeah, because, you know, I... But that's I'm, a lame answer to hear also. No, Sorry. but... You know what, though? But that comes down to the truthful answer. Because, I'm again, I'm looking at your questions, Rebecca. The only question about you is, am I giving off some sort of beacon? Beacon. All the rest of your questions are about him, 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 him. And if you attracted him, then yes. Then maybe you were. Then maybe you were a beacon in that you are feeling so, which is normal, which is very normal and also very understandable that you're in a relation, you're in a marriage that's not going well. You haven't had sex. I'm assuming that I'm assuming you're probably a good mother because I feel like most mothers are, and that you're probably giving a lot of time to your to your child, and that's taking your energy too, and you feel depleted. So you feel. You feel depleted and then you feel needy Mm -hmm. and you need to, you're trying to fill up that tank again. And, and so here comes Mike coming along and swooping swooping in in. maybe he's a swooper. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And, but honestly, it doesn't matter if he's a swooper. I had a very, um, through a friend, a very wise drag queen tell me once, cancel my subscription. I don't need your issues. Ooh. That actually came from Jake Anthony via black drag queen from New Orleans. But yes, cancel my subscription. I don't need your issues. I love that. that. We need to, you need to unsubscribe for this because this is him. You need to unsubscribe from Nick's message, Mike. Yeah. I, yeah. Whether you need to take a Facebook break. I mean, Again, I, I we're going to keep saying this, but break. we're giving you a long answer, like a long question, but you need to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just going to say, in my opinion, Rebecca, I think maybe because of the way you worded the question, how you got roped in uh, so deeply with him and how a lot of your questions are about him, I think maybe going to like 
an Al-Anon or a code or some type of support group for people. Or I don't really think maybe love addiction. I don't want to, but, but something where people have had experiences of this, because I think once you hear other people's stories, mm-hmm. a lot of people think when you suggest to go to a therapy group, a support group, they think, Oh, you're telling me to go there. Cause I'm fucked up. I'm saying, no, I'm telling you to go there because you think you're the only one that's gone mm-hmm. through this. And if you listen to other people that have gone through this, you're going to get so much more clarity and you're going to feel so much more normal. Mm-hmm. And you're going to realize that you're just human. You're not a terrible person. You're not a stupid person, Rebecca. You're just human. Okay? Nice. So I think we're done with that one. All right. Let's All go right. on to Chatty Maddie. Are we yeah. Are we ready for the next portion, Chatty Maddie questions? What about the celebrity shit the best? Oh, I almost forgot. Um, let beep, beep. Back it up, back it up. Sound effects. (laughs) We have sound effects now. So it is time for celebrity shit the bed. Do you pick the thing? No, I I have to know it. Tell people before we start. So funny. Hey, what do you want to choose? And I realized I forgot to tell you. You know what? So what is your celebrity moment? I don't. I don't know anything about celebrities, but I I was driving home. Listen to this one. I watched over the weekend. I don't know the exact title, but the unauthorized Saved by the Bell movie. I can't even say it without I, laughing. I meant to watch that with Lindsay and Allie. And it's we, so bad. We forgot. I didn't, Dustin Diamond. Dustin, Screech wrote it, right? Dustin tells his story. Oh, he tells his story. Mm-hmm. We, we, oh, man. So you haven't seen it? Not no, yet. And I'm not going to see it, honestly, probably, because I, I'm just not. I just, well, it was. So please, spoiler alert, you tell what you say. Spill all. Well, it was hard to watch. I did not expect this topic from you. I'm did you so... watch Saved by the Bell? Shut up. I'm Who didn't? So... Zach Morris was so hot. He still is. Mark Paul Gossler has not aged. And honestly, that's the reason. He looks great. He looks fantastic. And I've also heard he's super, super nice and down he to earth. He looks great. P.S. He speaks like three languages. He's like speaks French. Well, what I learned in the movie but is I that can't... his mother is Indonesian and his father is Dutch. Yes, that's it. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> It's hard for me to watch because I heard that he gets a bad rap a little bit in this movie, and I don't want to watch it because I, he, I love Mark Paul Gossler. Mark Paul Gossler, if you're listening. He did get a little bit of a bad rap. I want you inside me a little. Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. What? Um, anyway, so, okay, how did it portray, how did it portray Mark? Or Zach? Of, Let's talk about Zach. It's easier. Kind of douchey. Like, I just, I'm Well, the like, star. they were friends at first in, um, what was it, Good Morning, Miss Bliss? And mm-hmm. then with Haley Mills, uh-huh. did they have someone play Haley Mills? Yeah. <gasps> now I want to see just from that. Was she a bad Haley Mills? Or was she, she had like good? two scenes. Oh, okay. And then um, it was really poorly cast. Whoever cast that movie, I'm sure you're very good at your job. You just didn't. Maybe. I mean, I guess it's harder to get people to play people, but they didn't. They didn't look like who they were supposed to be. Oh, okay. Like I couldn't tell who it was supposed to be. Um, it was quite a scene, except I did enjoy the Dennis Haskins. Mr. Belly? I did enjoy him, who I actually met once at, what's that karaoke place called? Dimples? Were you there with us? No, this was with my friend Sarah and some other girls from I college. met him at Dimples. He go. He's a Dimples landmark. Okay. He's an institution. When I was there at Dimples, it was me. We went there for somebody's birthday. Allie was there and Lindsay was there and I think Jake and you were there and you were there. <laughs> That's the Wizard of Oz with her. I was there for somebody's them. birthday. But so they were there because it, this was about four years ago because I think he was single at the time but it was Mario Lopez's birthday <gasps> and Mario Lopez was having his no. birthday at Dimples. So Mario Lopez is there and all of his... Mario, ha- I can't stop working, Lopez. He is so much harder ever since he took out his Jerry Curl. It really yeah. is his, his hair straight. He's so ridiculously cute. But oh, this was like this is like he can't stop working. Fourteen years. Oh, ago. okay. Well, this was probably like no. Nah, actually, this is probably about five or six years ago. So what was he like? It, was he all? Was he? He drinks a bit. Uh, I don't. He seemed fine. They were, it was very. It was nice. actually a very sweet like family party. We didn't talk to him because he was like on extra. extra. He was all a big deal. But no, I met Mister Belding. He got up at Dimples. Oh my god. With Mario Lopez there and sang School's Out for Summer. Yes, he did. And the entire club went fucking. He brought the house ape down. Shit. Does he sing at yours too? Does he always sing? I don't that? know. Because it looked like Mario had like even. Like that's him his to closing it. number? It, I mean, it literally, people were like, it was like, I could only compare it to the Beatles. <laughs> Are we going to go to Dimples now? No. <laughs> I haven't been. Allie and I were just talking about karaoke. Um, I hate karaoke. 
I, it's an institution because it has memories for me. Um, I mean, just because I, I don't, I don't like um, singing. Singing. No, well, glad you <laughs> stage managed Kebergay in front of people. <laughs> front of, well, yes, but anyway. So Dennis Haskins. I'm glad that they got someone great for him. I like that. It was. I mean, they did the. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Scene, which mm-hmm. makes me very happy. Because when I was in college and my boyfriend, not really my boyfriend, my boyfriend, like you're my boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, Chris, we would l- get out of ballet class and we would go and we would watch like that scene. Like that it thing. was great. And then we would watch a lot of showgirls. Oh, Chris is gay too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just yeah, making yeah. sure. It's hard for me to take this seriously because. It's hard to watch. This is Dustin Diamond who I bless his heart. I mean, I do, and I don't feel sorry for the guy, but I mean, he's already released a sex tape. That a like, couple of them. I thought he like that's. I guess he liked wanted to get famous for that, and bless his heart, he literally is screech because everybody's kind of like, eh, really not that. We'd rather see Paris, yeah, or something like that. It's so I. He just hasn't had any type of career, and I felt like this. He's wasn't I, he really broke. I think Didn't so. something happen? I'm sure he's really broke now. I, I read that he said that that he that actually there was a go he there was a ghostwriter for this book. And if people don't know what that is, a ghostwriter is basically some a lot of these celebrity books, if you read it, it'll say like, you know, Dustin Diamond with hmm. Horatio Sands. Not Horatio Sands. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Horatio Sands is a writer. It'll say like Dustin Diamonds with, you know, Derek Smith. Well, really, Derek Smith wrote the it's entire Derek book, Smith and, and, Dustin Diamond and Dustin Diamond just like proofing, proofing, and told him the hits. So, and he says he puts it off all on. Like, I would have a little bit more respect for him if he said, "Yeah, this is what really fucking happened, and things were shitty, and Mark Pogosler was a douche, and Kelly Kapowski was really into herself, or blah blah blah,", blah and people were mean to me. But instead, he's like, "That's not really how it was." The ghostwriter, they totally manipulated oh, everything I said. He's saying that they manipulated the book, but mm. I'm like, but "I think you produced this movie, didn't he?" I don't or he know. tried. What did they? How did they make out Kelly Kapowski? Very flat. Did they make her out to be dumb or No, just... she was um, just a sweetheart. Who... What was the arc of the movie? Like, what did it show like? And Lark Voorhees, they probably, I'm afraid they probably made her quote unquote crazy because I know she has bipolar, so people think no, she's crazy No, they didn't now. do anything with that with her. She they, was supposed to be in love with Zach, right? They talked about, it, they addressed um, their kind of forbidden off-screen romance. Oh. Um, and it was hard for them because they had to have this like um, bubblegum image. And Wait, so, Dustin Diamond and Lark Voice had a romance. No, Mark Paul Gosselin. Yes. Okay. And so, but everybody had to have this really good off-screen image, and so they weren't really allowed to like date, certainly each other, mm-hmm. but anybody really. And then it was hard for her because he and because Zach and Kelly were dating, so like they would have to like. Oh, they dated in real life? No, oh, because the they're dating on the show, and so, like, that's oh, okay. all weird, but... What about Mario Lopez? Who did he date? Or was he, like, banging some PA? No, he was saying that who you could tell who was dating off-screen by who was dating on-screen. So, apparently, he and Elizabeth Berkeley were dating. Really? I don't know. I saw her once, and she was had... beautiful. She was glowing. My friend saw her once, walked into a... Par- and this, he said, this girl, he saw a bed of hair, and she was doing coke off a table, and, he ra- and it flipped up, and it was... <gasps> Jesse Spano. Like Robin Wright in Forrest Gump? Yes. That's exactly, yeah. That, he, wow. that was his first. Was that recent? I hope I think not. actually that was, it was Jake. I think he went to that party. Jake wasn't doing coke, but he went to that party like in, no, it wasn't Jake. It was somebody else who they just moved to LA and it was like their first party in the hills. And they got like a, a good one. Invited, and they got invited, Elizabeth Berkeley doing blow on a table. So nothing changed for you watching the Save by the Bell movie? Nothing changed for me. Nothing changed? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing well, changed. The world stayed the same. I did follow it up with um, um, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Oh, it's that a great was, movie. Did you watch Say by the Bay of the College Years? Because I did. No, oh, I that's didn't. That's how much I was into that. I watched Mark Paul Gossel was even hotter, and they would have him shirtless every once in a while. Well, they were talking. One thing that he talked about was how the last year was just a mess because Jesse and Kelly left because the girls didn't renew their contract. Mm. Um, and so they brought in Tori. He's like, but the network did it really weird. He's like, so one episode there would be Kelly and Jesse, and then one episode, there'd be Tori, and those girls would be gone. So he's like, last, the last year, our last year in high school was the last. It was and like then they brought cluster. the lesbian girl in. They had a lesbian girl. 
Oh yes, you don't remember on Say by the but she was the one that was tough and she it's when Kelly and them were gone. That's it was Tori, like, but she was dating Zach. Oh, I thought she see, I thought you meant Tori Spelling. No. Who was on Creech's girlfriend uh, Violet. As Violet. I so, know way too much about the show. But that no, actress Tori, Tori, she's an out lesbian now. Is she? Yeah. Oh come on. I don't She's like the Really, people think people, especially when they're kids, that they're really good actors. I haven't seen her since that only, show. No, I mean, only she like, hasn't come to the meetings. Only <laughs> the lesbian meetings. Mm-hmm. Only Dakota Fanning is like a good child actress, and like Mickey Rooney. Everybody else just plays himself. Um, pardon me, I just burped and I'll cut it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. <You> okay? <laughs> You're um, sorry. Speaking of lesbian meetings, can you do a little bit of? Once you told me something that blew my mind, and this is going to offend a lot of people. What was it? You talked about. Well, we talked about how people have gay speaking. You're like, oh, you can tell they're gay by how they talk. And you mean you, the lesbian accent? Yes. And you said you never had the oh lesbian my God. accent. The I fact you- that you were talking earlier about Rebecca. Okay, so I have the, the best new game ever in the world. It's called Alter Egos. What did you want to be when you grew up? I'm sure it was something. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay. So what is your Wonder Woman name? Yeah. I mean. Diana. That's Wonder Woman's name. It's Diana No. Prince. Well, like as a job. Or what's a weird job that you've had in the past? I think we're going to have to ask that question for you. Cause... A weird job? You know, like a weird, I guess I was a makeup artist. I worked for my Come dad. Come on. Digging ditches. Go faster. Digging ditches. Um, digging what's ditches. your name? Digging ditches. I wanted to say Pedro. Ooh. That sounds racist. <laughs> But I just, I don't know. which Name him. Pe- I'm going to say Pedro. We're okay. going to go with Pedro. So Pedro, now you create the character. Oh, so it's like, this is like ground. Oh, it's work. really fun. Should so, I have to do this with Colleen and Drew? So um, episode four of the Dear Maddie show. So my, uh, my maiden name is Gould. And my mm. most common wrong name that people call me is Rebecca. So when you kept saying Rebecca, I, was, <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> Because I've started answering to it by now. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So my coworker calls me Becky Gould, which that's... we like have turned into Does... Becky Gould. She works for the Parks Department. and <laughs> So say a sentence that's Becky Gould so, they can, so the audience can hear lesbian voice. I can't. It's I'm, very Jane Lynch. I'm seeing myself <laughs> laughing. Please don't, you're on my couch. Please don't pee on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all you're going to get. But it's very, um, I don't know, Matthew, what would you like me to talk about? <laughs> It's so true, though. When you did it, remember how my eyes got big and I went, that is how a lot of lesbians sound. Well, yeah. We, um, we're very practical. <laughs> it's important to have good, sensible footwear. <laughs> and I don't know why we like fanny packs so much. They're very convenient. Stop it. You know what I, no, I mean. Stop it. Why? Because you love fanny packs too? No, because I don't. Because you don't love them. I like them okay. You know, actually, the, the only, like, fashion faux pas, and somebody I just wore this other day, I hate diva sandals. <gasps> they're so comfortable I and good for your them. feet, but they're so ugly. I keep they're trying to so tell. They're so ugly. It's and when so people funny wear that you socks with Tiva sandals. Crime. It's a crime. I keep trying to convince Lori that Tivas aren't as bad as we think they are. They are bad. Because... They are bad. Wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> no, Birkenstocks are uncomfortable. They are uncomfortable. Because when we go, if we, like, we weekend in Laguna a lot mm-hmm. because we're lesbians and that's apparently what you do. Okay. Because Palm Springs is too hot. And um, and we walk around and we both feel like nerds because we have to wear our tennis shoes because we don't want to walk in hills in our flip-flops because ah. it's just like toast. But um, she's like, oh, if only Tevas weren't so hideous. <laughs> I'm so glad that she has the foresight to not wear them. To I not let me fool her. I love her. She's a stylist lesbian. P.S. Your wife. wife. She always looks good. She's amazing. You both do. Um, well, all right. Well, we woke up in the morning, and now it's all right. We're saved by the bell. But um, get that? Okay. We're moving on to... This is Chatty Matty Questions. We are we're going strong. I love it. All right. So, Chatty Matty Question number one. What's your favorite... Or what's your most memorable childhood smell? Did you think about this? A little bit. Good. Winter. Ooh. Just winter. Well, my mother is from Finland, which is up, up top... And um, every now and then, I grew up in Oakland, so we didn't we didn't have like winter, winter. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, it would be f- frosty, mm. and we would look out, and the garage would be covered in ice or frost. Mm-hmm. And she would open the door, and she would just take a big breath, and she'd be like, she'd be like winter, you know, like it smells mm. like winter. And so I just really love the smell of winter. Right to your mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> 
Okay, so this one's going to be fun. Number two, alcoholic drink you can't drink anymore because you got drunker than Cooter Brown on drunker it. Drunker than Cooter Brown. What a saying. Um, well, I don't drink anymore because I've, I've gotten drunker than Cooter Brown on most liquors by now. But I think that to, anything tequila-based, I think, makes me, like, the thought of it now, like, the thought of what it probably smells like is terrible. Do you have so since because it's been a while? You've been sober for seven years. Good for you. Um, Almost good. Do you have a food that you can't eat anymore? You know what? I don't eat sweets. I know cookies, candies, cakes, and pies because make you sick. Yeah, I get a tummy ache. Oh, and I eat the whole thing. Oh, so like it's it's what um, some people refer to as an alcoholic food. Well, because alcohol is sugar. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So. But I just, I love, I love sweets, but I just, I get such a tummy ache when I eat them. And I did this really uncomfortable dance for a long time of trying to make it work, but it just, it's so tiring to do that. And so it's just, it's been a lot easier. It's been like almost two years that I just took them off the menu and, um, and things, it just, it's easier that way. You just have fruit if you want something sweet. Yeah. Or like a mm. piece of bread with some honey on it. There you go. You know wow, what's delicious is a, a honey graham cracker with peanut butter. You know what? That is delicious. It tastes Thank just... Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Dear Manny Show is sponsored by Honey Grahams. Ooh. I love it. I will come to that. All I don't right. even know what that means. Uh, I don't know where I was I going. I will let you. Chatty Manny, question number three. When are you most inspired? Um, that's... You know, I get the chance to work with people. Um and help them through things sometimes and when i when i get to work with somebody that's great and i get to see the lights come on and i get to watch people um find themselves you know and answer a lot of the questions like the kind of questions that we're getting here like i get to help i get to kind of watch people answer those questions for themselves and um it fills me with the spirit and it it feels really good I don't know what to say to that because that's really wonderful. Okay. It feel, you literally just said it fills me with the spirit. It does. I, I love do. How soul, you, I bet you love gospel churches. I've never I've been never, to a gospel church. Go. I've never been to one either. And I live Lori went. She went, she went for a class once. She went to um, church. I want to go, but I feel like that they would be like, you know, oh, is, there's white people come to just look at us. Is, and I don't mean that. <laughs> I do. I want to like experience and like, and have the moment. Is, um... If somebody, is House of Blue still open or do they close already? I don't know if they close yet. Oh, they do a gospel they have, brunch. They do gospel brunch. Ooh, maybe we'll go do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because we love to eat together. I do love to we eat We do love you. to eat together. I know. Especially pancakes. Mm. All right. Mm. Chatty Maddie, question number four. Weirdest place you've had sex or celebrity crush? Whichever one you're more comfortable with. Celebrity crush? Just because I don't think I really have anything that interesting for this. We sure talking to Mike Sugar. Um, oh, who's my celebrity crush right now? You know who I think is really pretty is Robin Wright. Oh, Yeah. She's cute. Well, who was your childhood celebrity crush? Lori Petty. From A League of Their Own? From Tank Girl, but yes. Oh my. That's the most lesbian crush ever. <laughs> I know. And then I didn't know that I was gay for 10 more years. <laughs> <laughs> that's just as gay as me braiding hair. Yes. Becky Gould, my alter ego. She wants to be a, she's a park ranger. <laughs> and I wanted to be a park ranger. Oh. And I wanted to be a marine biologist and a park ranger. And there's this picture of me. On hi, hi, honey. Um, there's this picture of me with my foot up on a pedal of my bike, like total girl bike, but I'm just like, this is my bike. And Lori was looking through. We like to look through my baby pictures sometimes. Periodically, we'll just open up the photo album, and um, she's like, "Oh, look at you! You're so gay." <laughs> we all were in those pictures. At ten. At ten. It's really you're born that way, kids. Well, there we have it. Well, okay. Last one. What makes your heart happy? My wife. It's wonderful. She's great. She's got my number. She knows me. We made a... I'm actually looking at a picture of her right now. She's very pretty. Um, we I made a deal with her, like a very serious like promise to my wife that I would every day make her laugh, gross her out. And there was something else. I think it was like do a crazy dance. But like I like to creep her out. I, we have a kind of a contest. Like I'll do... I'll do this and I'll like 
come up to her and like do the voice. Um, and so we like to gross each other out and we like to make each other laugh and she supports me like no one ever has. I love that. And she's my best friend and my wife and I love all that. I almost love the most that you like to gross her out. Oh, it's the best. Oh, I think that's fun. Like, like my, my, go ahead. How creepy can I be? My sister-in-law, um, I love my sister. She, her goal every Halloween is to scare the fuck out of the rest of her oh, family. It's the best. So this year she decided for and my brother and my two like teenage nephews are all like, oh, mom is so scared. She's decorated their Halloween theme. She said, she says it so casually. She's like, yeah, I've been thinking, I think I'm just going to, I went to Goodwill and I bought a bunch of old dolls and I'm going to put them all around the house <gasps> with music boxes. I know. Amber Mar is like at my, and she told my brother. And that is so scary. I know. He was, Brian was like, that's fucked up, Amber. And she said, <laughs> one night, one morning you're going to wake up and there's going to be a doll just staring Ooh. at you. <laughs> I think it's great though. I think it's great to like have oh, yeah. something fun. Well, I mean, what the hell else are you going to do? I'm going to supposedly be with this woman forever, right? You are going to be with this woman forever. I mean, I can't, I got to grow somebody out. You got to grow somebody out. No, Might as well be her. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that. Let's go. You know, Sarah. Maybe that's what you need to, on your little online dating pro. You need a person who'll gross you out. Well, these guys seem to be grossing around. Yeah, the shortness. Right. We had like this is the episode where guys are jackasses. Episode. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. We did a podcast. So look at that. Um, was this your first one? No, I actually did a podcast at work. And now, but this is like a real one. This so one's cool. like on okay. iTunes. Thank you, thank this you. one's new and noteworthy. Is, thank well, you yes, very much. Thank, that is a great segue. I want to say again, thank you. The reason why we got that is for several reasons. Because A, because you guys are writing reviews. If you do have just two minutes, you just go onto iTunes on your computer and you can write a review for the show. If you don't like it or if you do like it, just put a review. It's good for iTunes to see that at least I'm getting people to listen. I really, really, really appreciate it. I can't thank you all enough for getting... That was really because of that. And I do... I think I've said it casually, but I want to do a formal shout-out to Patrick Hine, who is just... If you need a website out there, email me on the website, and I can give you his info. But I love my website. People really like my website. You talked about how mobile-friendly it was. It's scaled nicely. It's scaled. I don't know what that means. But... um. He's wonderful. He said he did all the artwork, which is a big deal in getting on New and Noteworthy as well. He's just, and he's a great guy. He's really hot with his shirt off, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> he's also married to a beautiful, beautiful blonde uh, actress who eventually is going to be on the show as well. So, Patrick Hine, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Oh, and tell people how they can find you on Twitter. Um, yeah, I do everything through Twitter. It's at Rachelette, R A C H E L E T T E. Say it again, what, honey? Rachelette. Rachel, okay, there we go on Twitter. Okay. So last but not least, everybody send your questions. I know shit is going down. Fall is happening. Drama is Pump, happening. Spice pumpkin lattes pumpkin are out. And people are effing with your life. So go to talktomattmar.com. Send in a question so we can help you out. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you again, Rachel. Thank Sweat you for having me. being here today. And um, again, send in your questions. And boy, this was fun. Go and do something kind for someone today. Hey, yeah. Do that. Yeah. All right, and we'll see you next week, okay? Bye. Bye.